Welcome to Knitting a Story, a podcast by two crazed knitters. I'm Jen. And I'm Lex. Welcome to our story pod, friends. Episode 26, Knitting to Pass the Time. So this week we've got Show Me Your Knits, a book review, Knitting in the Wild, stuff I'm listening to on the internet, and God Spinning. All right, excellent, excellent. So yeah, we weren't very... We were productive, but we weren't very finishing productive. Oh man, I'm so close to being finished. I was oh. thinking to myself yesterday, I wonder if I can rip through this, and actually then I can be like, I finished. Yeah. And then I got lazy, I, and that didn't happen. Yeah, yeah, I'm so not even there with any of my projects. I'm sort of in the middle of like five. Are you? Yeah. That you're actually actively working on? Because I've got lots of projects that uh, I look two. at. Okay. <laughs> two that I'm actively working on. One that I look at a lot. <laughs> so I'm not sure if that counts for anything, but there you go. That's, that's what i got going on. All right. So why don't you start? All right. So what I'm one of the projects that I'm working on is a crochet ripple blanket. Mm-hmm. And this is done in like a worsted weight, random acrylic stripe thing. That's sweet. So I just had all this acrylic that I bought specifically to learn how to crochet because i didn't want to you know like use some really nice yarn and really screw it up and then no it's a good place to start right so i bought this stuff and then i never really learned how to crochet i just sort of it went in a bag and it went in the closet (laughs) and that was the end of that and then um i was texting with a friend of mine and she was uh she's pregnant and so she's like oh yeah the baby shower it's you know on may in may and i'm like oh that's only like two months away i'm not that good at crocheting i should probably (laughs) learn how to do this and like really get it going. So I had another crochet blanket that I'd been working on. But and then that, you had an epiphany that May is actually one month away? Uh, well, no, no. When she told me... Okay, perfect. It was like two months away. I'm still in denial. Yeah, it was like the middle of March when she told me. And okay. her, her baby shower is like the middle of May. So oh, perfect. It was technically still was two months away. <laughs> Not so much anymore, but it was. And uh, I have a like a fingering weight crochet baby blanket and I looked at it I'm like this is never gonna be done I'm like time to pull out the worsted weight and just start going so I'm just doing basically stripes till I run out of yarn and then I switch colors and it's so nice because like Lexa's got it here on the table and you must have a very consistent color palette because if you didn't buy all this stuff at the same time it all really goes well together I just, I don't know. I don't really have a consistent color pla- palette. It's like, all jewel tones. If it's I beautiful. were to pull out what I have in my yarn closet, mm-hmm. not that there's enough room in my house for all this, <laughs> but if I were to do that, you'd be like, holy crap, like you like, I've got like hot pink, I've got soft pink, I've got okay. like dark blue, I've got light blue, I've got like soft grays, and I've got green. <laughs> like I'm just like, I'm all over the place. So apparently in acrylic. In acrylic, I like this stuff. You're very consistent I in guess acrylic. So. Yes. I just like the way it looks. I don't know. No, it's beautiful. It wasn't intended to be a project together, but now it is, and it's fine. And then I figure acrylic's easy to care for. So if a baby pukes on it or does worse, you know, punamis on it. Yes. Just throw throw that sucker into the washing machine and just... No, it's it's Forget about it. Like, drink some wine. (laughs) (laughs) None of this. I have to hand wash my baby blanket. Yeah, no. No. no, this is not a, no. You know, throw it in the back seat of your car, throw it underneath the stroller. Yeah. Oh, you know, it dropped on the ground. Oh, well. You just know. throw it in the washing machine. Lay it out in the yard in the summer. You're not worrying. Oh, I'm going to get grass on my hand wash baby blanket. Yeah, yeah. So, yay for acrylic yay. baby blankets. And it's very soft. I'm actually, it, it doesn't have that scratchy quality that I remember acrylic having. Well, when we were kids and acrylic did have that scratchy quality. Yeah. I don't know what... 
how they've changed their processes. But Chemicals. Yeah, must be. <laughs> Chemicals. <laughs> but it's it's so sof- sophisticated now. Better living through chemistry. That's true. <laughs> I don't know. Fentex will outlast us all. Yeah, well, I don't know. <laughs> this is not Fentex. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, I don't think they've improved Fentex no, at all. This is just, um, I think it's Red Heart Soft or Super Soft, or I'm not even sure what it's called, but it's Red Heart, I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure. And I just had a 40% off coupon and went kind of nuts. So, That's sweet. Yep. Yep, gotta say. I wish my acrylic selection choices were as good as yours. My acrylic selection, not so good. That you have at home? Yeah, you well... You can always I, buy more. I know. And then you can have... Then you can have a great one like I mine. I know, but when I first bought all my... Not all my... I don't oh. actually have that much acrylic. But I was making, like, kids' toys, baby toys. Okay, So yeah. it's, like, strange random colors with no theme. Oh, that's all right, too. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of fun. It was good to let my daughter pick through and make her first weaving project out yeah. of. Yeah, there you go. I When I bought my first... Since we're now on this tangent of the first <laughs> things that we ever bought. So when I first started learning how to knit, and I had graduated, yeah. quote unquote, past the cotton dishcloth phase, mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to make a scarf. This is great. And my husband, he was being, you know, super supportive, and he bought me like a learn or I know how to knit kit thing, and it came with some needles, and it came with like a stitch counter and some markers, stitch okay. markers and stuff in a book. And so I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to buy this yarn for this project, mm-hmm. right? Okay, so it's a boucle yarn. Oh. It's a striped scarf out of boucle yarn. Oh. Boucle yarn is not what I would recommend for a beginner who's just graduated from dishcloths. And mm-hmm. to this day, I have a hatred for boucle yarn because it's so it was so hard for me to find the stitches on mm-hmm. my needle. Like it was just ridiculous. So, and if you dropped a stitch, impossible to find. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You couldn't do it. Yeah. Like I have holes all over this thing, and it's uh, pretty terrible. I know it's it's hard because it's the stuff that they have, like Michaels. I, I don't know if it's Vanna's Choice or something where they've got that boucle, and it's absolutely beautiful. Oh, is it? Yeah. I have no idea who it is. Maybe no. Red Heart. But it's mm. uh, the colors on it are amazing, but it is impossible to work with. Huh. Yeah, I don't know. I, I was dropping things, and I've got holes in this thing, <laughs> and I've got, like, yarn overs. I don't know what was going on. Oh. So. The first projects, eh? Oh. Mind you, I still love making dishcloths. I still have that scarf. Do you? Yeah, I think it's in my closet on the top shelf. It never comes down, but I have it for posterity. For posterity. Yeah. So what have you been working on? I haven't graduated past the hitchhiker yet. I've got like... That's okay. Someday. I know. There's just a little bit of yarn left, and I keep thinking, oh, on the next tooth, I'm going to run out. On the next tooth, I'm going to run out. And it just... It's like the bottomless pit of yarn. That's awesome. It's good, but at the same time, I'm so ready to start working on something else. Another hitchhiker? Actually, no. Oh, okay. I love it, but I'm I'm ready to start some of the other projects that I've gotten from excellent from it. So actually, I took that project, my uh, hitchhiker there to Mexico, and sitting in the lobby, knitting away, kind of thing in the evening as everybody's having coffee and drinks. And man, did I get some strange looks. Because yeah. it's got to be, you know, 35 degrees Celsius with the humidity. Oh, yeah. Yeah, here I'm knitting away. Knitting away. Knitting away on your little scarf <laughs> yeah, that little you're never going to use I in know. Mexico. I know. And, but you could actually kind of tell the knitters in the crowd because they'd walk by and they'd look at it and you'd get, see this. That, that knowing look. That itch of, I should have brought my knitting. 
Oh, I knew I should have. I know. Or they had like a secret stash in their hotel room. Yes. Well, that's also possible. So yeah, so down there, the, the one thing I noticed, because here in Cal- Calgary in the wintertime, because our furnaces run all the time and just the weather itself is so dry. Yeah. That you don't smell the wool. When oh. you hit humidity, all I could smell, I'd pull it out of my little project bag and it'd be like, boof, sheep, sheep, <laughs> sheep and vinegar. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Because I, oh, like, I don't smell the yarn when I'm working with it. Yeah, no, I'm never really smell it but man when i hit that humidity i was just like oh my god i can really smell this so beware if you take something where it's really humid make sure you like the smell of whatever animal (laughs) you're working with unfortunately my husband does not like the smell (laughs) of wet wool oh no (laughs) like every time i block something he's like could you not do that when i'm home (laughs) oops (laughs) (laughs) oh well there you go we're not at home honey yeah so but i did find out i took actually and i broke a knitting needle I took <laughs> sock yarn and stuffed wooden knitting needles in because I have never been able to get knitting needles out of the Cancun airport because right. I usually work with metal needles. Yeah. They did not pull out my wooden, knit- wooden knitting needles. Really? So I can't vouch for everybody. I don't know if maybe my little scanner guy was being a little laissez-faire, yeah. but I did manage to sneak through my wooden Perfect. knitting needles. Perfect. And I didn't use them. <laughs> I took them. I traveled... It, across Canada, you know, Calgary to Toronto, Toronto to Mexico, did not use those knitting needles. <laughs> well, there you go. Or the two extra skeins of yarn that I took with me just in case I finished <laughs> yes. my I, I am I am familiar with that. I'm like, oh, I should bring more just in case I figure this. I've taken two projects with me in the car because I'm going to have like a 20-minute wait thinking, <laughs> oh, I might finish this. Come on. Like, there's no... There's no way I'm going to finish... In the finish, space-time continuum that you were going to finish. Finish this project in 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Like, no. But, oh, no, I should bring another project just, just in case. Just in case. Just in case what? Zombies attack and I need something to do with my life? Like Car accident on the deer foot? Like, even then, even like, then. I, even then, like, I was like, oh, I should bring this blanket and a sock. Just <laughs> I'm not finishing the blanket anytime soon. I'm not that close to being done. I don't know what we think is going to happen or how fast we think we knit. I think I knit really fast. But it's like, <laughs> Obviously, but I it's don't. like that little security blanket. Yep. That, okay, you know, everything will be okay if I have an extra project. Oh, yeah. Like, I've brought two projects to my mom's house. Like, she doesn't <laughs> live that far away. She's like a 20-minute drive. And, like... <laughs> You show up fully expecting to have to use the second project. Yes. <laughs> and she's she's looking at my knitting bag and she's like, what did you bring? And I'm like, oh, you know, a pair of socks and a blah, 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 whatever I happen to be wearing. She's like, oh, are you almost done with those? I'm like, oh, yeah, I might finish this sock. And I pull it. It's like half done. <laughs> like, there's just no way. But I don't know. I have I have knitting insecurities. <laughs> Maybe I need therapy. I don't know. No, I think I think a lot of us suffer from it. Or you and I are just abnormal. <laughs> abnormal. We both need therapy. Oh my goodness. So yeah. So what else are you working on? I'm also working on a Hitchhiker by Martina Ben, the podcast where we only work on hitchhikers. Yes, yes. hitchhikers, and it's done in Araucania, and I don't know which kind of. Uh, like that's the company A R A U C A N N I A, but I know it's made out of sugar cane. Okay, but I don't know what the little the fancy name of the yarn is. I looked on Ravelry and I couldn't find it. So okay, I don't know. But it's made out of sugar cane, and it's very soft. Is that the one you started before? Or is this yes. a brand new one? No, I started that like a long time ago. Then I either got sick of it, 
or I needed the needles for something. <laughs> One or, or both. <laughs> and then so I put it away in a little Ziploc baggie and just like never touched it again. Yeah. And then you brought yours out and was like, hmm, I think I have a half done one. I should probably get it out and like do it and just finish the, the darn thing. So Are you enjoying it more this round, do you think? Um, I, it's not bad. It's just not, I don't know. I find it a little boring after a while, but sometimes I need a boring project. So yeah. it's okay. After a tooth or two, sometimes, at least now that I'm on yes. my second one and nearing the end, I'm kind of like, oh, okay. Yep. Yeah. It's like, it's after the, you know, I'm like, okay, done two teeth. All right. I'm done this. I'm yeah. Move on. But it might be where we are in our lives. Because it could be. Like, if we were both doing, you know, schooling and work and all that stuff, that might be the perfect project. Yeah. Oh, for sure it would be. But I'm not at school right now, so I'm not so mentally overstimulated that I need something super boring. So I'm mm-hmm. just like, uh, uh. <laughs> I'll get it done. Eventually. Yeah, but it's nice. I love having more than one project. Oh, well, I can't have less than one yeah. or less than two projects going Especially, what if i get bored or what if i need one to bring with me just in case <laughs> what if i finish this really fast and i don't have any yarn what if i somehow magically knit a pair of socks in like an hour <laughs> i need another project just in you case. just don't know when this could happen i know super speed it could happen to is, me what is the boy scouts thing always be prepared or something always like that? be yeah i was a girl guide maybe that's why always be prepared <laughs> So my other project is the uh, Clapotee I'm doing out of the Wolmeiser. And it's coming along, you know, like, I left it here in Canada when I traveled. So, of course, I really, you know, out of my week, out of the last two weeks, I didn't touch it at all. But when I got home and woke up the the next morning kind of thing, that's all I could think about working on. was like, I gotta work on that. Nice. And I have a hard time with pooling and flashing and all that kind of crazy stuff. It kind of tweaks me a little bit. And it is pooling beautifully. What are the colors that you're doing this in? It's like hot, hot pink borderline fuchsia and I want to say a deep, deep purple. Oh, cool. And it's kind of, looks like tiger stripes the way it's pooling. So it's like little, the stripes stay nice and thin. I should update my project page because it's, it's really neat. And then when you drop the stitches, you totally lose that effect. So you, half of it is... I can't even explain it. It just takes pictures. I'll have to because it's it's definitely very cool. I'm nice. loving the pattern. Cool. And, the, and it's easy and it's free. Yep. And it's All not good. a hitchhiker someday. <laughs> yeah, some days you're just like, okay, I'm done with these teeth. Yeah. Awesome. All right, so book review. So I was at the used bookstore a couple of weeks ago, I guess, mm-hmm. and I found a book called, because I, I always look at the knitting section of whatever mm-hmm. bookstore I go to, because you never know. It's hit and miss. Sometimes it's really miss, and you're like, yeah, not so much from the 70s. <laughs> you look at it to have a giggle. <laughs> yeah, you know, but it's not something that I would buy. Anyways, I found a book, and it's called Knitting Fashions of the 1940s. Okay. And it's by Jane Waller. So what this lady has done is she's done all this research on the history of knitting in the 1940s. Mm-hmm. So we're talking, like, pre-World War One and World War One, World War Two, Two. Yeah. yeah. World War Two. Okay. World War One. Where did that come from? Jeez. <laughs> oh, I do know my history. Anyways, World War Two. So they're talking about, you know, that's like a little bit pre, during, and post in that era, right? Mm-hmm. When things were, there's shortages all over the place, you know, mm-hmm. all the men had gone overseas fighting, and so all the women now had to sort of step up and do all this stuff, and you couldn't afford to buy a nice outfit because... Because the ration stamps, you know, it would take you like 
six ration stamps to buy this outfit, but it would only take you four to buy the wool and knit it. Oh. So you bought the wool and you knit it. Hmm. And you would get free wool if you knit socks for the or other sundry items for the... Really? They'd actually provide you wool? Mm Mm-hmm. Sweet. So, you know, like, you knit a pair of socks for the army, and they would give you the wool to do it. And it was also a very patriotic thing, wasn't it? It was. It was a big... And it was a big morale thing, right? Like, imagine if... Because in World War II, like, we're not talking... Okay, in any war, we're not talking great conditions. Mm -hmm. Okay, at all. But even less so in World War II, right? Like, it's all, like, it was muddy, it was cold, because mm-hmm. they were fighting in the winter, right? It was freezing. Like, imagine what it was not, what it was like to get a pair of socks, Ugh. a hand-knit pair of wool socks, even if it was scratchy wool. I would be like, ah, put them in my boots. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not like you have it's now, like, right? Like it's You didn't have any options. Yeah. It's not <laughs> like you just run down to Walmart yeah. and buy 10 pairs of socks for $3. Yeah. You know? Yeah, no, that wasn't what was happening, right? <laughs> and so I thought it was really cool. And she's done all this research. And what she's done is she's taken... There's actually no sock patterns in this book now that I think about it. But there's, like, helmet patterns and shirt patterns and dresses. Mm-hmm. It's... So she takes the ones that were for the army and the marines and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And what women were knitting for themselves and their families as well. Hmm. And she provides updated patterns. So they're still very classic looking without being dated. Okay. Right? So she takes... And there's pictures of, like, the original that she took the inspiration from. And then Mm -hmm. the sample that someone knit for her. Okay. So, like, with more classic lines and something. So you... Like, when I kind of snuck a peek through the book... It would really cater towards the rockabilly... Oh, yeah, for know, sure. Like, sort of retro... Yeah, your thing. Betty Page look and that you yes. get in a modern time, right? Yeah, and it's really, really neat, I think. So I bought it for the history, not necessarily for the patterns. But there I'm, are some I'm patterns. I'm definitely going to steal it for the history. Yeah, it is it is really interesting. Like, when you read about it and you read about, you know... Like, when you think about... she talk, The author talks a lot about like Britain during the, when they had the blackouts, right? Mm-hmm. So air raids and, and whatnot, and you had to live in your little blacked out house, right? Mm-hmm. You could only have one bulb and it was like blue. I found this out reading the book, actually. <laughs> I didn't actually know that beforehand. And um, like, what else were you going to do? Yeah. Right? I mean, okay. So you could of course, no TV. Yeah, there's no TV. There's Maybe a radio. radio. Maybe. Hmm. Right? So you sat there and you knit whatever it was you were knitting that is so amazing again and you would knit it on small needles and and small yarn because then it would make it really dense fabric yeah and then it would wear longer and it would yeah stay good for longer hmm because i love the look of garments knit in small small gauge oh, yes i am not gonna knit a garment in small gauge but you know, the wearing of it is beautiful, and the just the fabric is better. It flows, yeah. right? Like, it's really nice and flowy. It's not sort of chunky and... Ew. But what an amazing contribution, you know, if you were sitting at home worried about, you know, bombings or, you know, being from Canada and the U.S., your husbands are overseas fighting in a war. Brothers, yeah. sons. Dads, uncles, you know. And to be able neighbors. to send and contribute to something like that. Yeah. Like, so, and that's what that's one of the big marketing things that the yarn companies did mm-hmm. is, you know, for your brothers. The war and, effort, right? Yeah, the yeah. war effort, you know, like, 
not only can you now go to work because we need people to work in the factories and all these other jobs that men have traditionally done traditionally done and now disappeared from but we also need you to hmm that is so cool give them some socks and helmet liners and hmm stuff very cool <laughs> very cool totally recommend it it's awesome it's worth so a that's treat. knitting fashions of the 1940s by what? jane waller waller yep. w-a-l-l-e-r you bet all right so knitting in the wild Okay, so my husband has a job now, and he has a lot of downtime during this <laughs> Your job. Your husband had a job before. A new job. He has a new job. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry to my husband if he's listening to this, because he, he listens to us during his downtime as well. He's like, I like listening to you guys, and you guys make me laugh. <laughs> he doesn't sound like that when he says that. No, he no, he more, doesn't. More like a man and less like a whiny girl. <laughs> Anyway, so he's a lot of downtime during this job. So he asked me the other day if I could, he's like, do you think you could show me how to knit? And I'm like, could I show you how to knit? Who are you talking yeah. to? So I pull out, I got, gave him some circular needles, gave him some, I bought this acrylic yarn for him mm-hmm. years ago. Okay. It's, it's totally, his, it's camouflage colors. It's brown, it's white, and it's green. Perfect. Like, I was like, oh, this, he'll love this. <laughs> And I never made anything out of it. So I gave him, and I had two balls. Mm-hmm. So he wanted to make a scarf. Okay, fine. I'm, I'm sure about halfway through this scarf, he's going to realize the error of his ways. <laughs> but he wanted to make a scarf. So scarf, that, dishcloth, yep. Good. So that's fine. So, and, uh, so I showed him how to cast on, and he picked that up real quick. Like, I cast on about ten stitches for him. It's like osmosis. And, you know, I was like, this is how you do it. And he's like, okay. And he takes it, and I'm like... I showed him how to do like the first two because yeah. he's in trouble, and long then long tail cast, long on. tail cast on, and then after the first two, he's like, "Oh yeah, I can do this," and I'm like, "Oh, oh, oh. that's awesome, okay." <laughs> and then I showed him all he wanted to do was learn learn the knit stitch first. Okay. I offered to show him the pearl. He's like, "No, I should just do the knit stitch," and then I don't want to be confused. That's reasonable. You can make a perfectly good garment just a knit stitch. So it's gonna be a garter stitch camouflage scarf. Okay, fine, that's great. I haven't got him on Ravelry yet. <laughs> small baby steps but like he was he's got about two inches of it going already mm-hmm. so and then because i made him knit so that he wouldn't forget how to do it yep. and we were watching a movie together knitting <laughs> well i was crocheting the blanket and he's knitting and then he confided in me later he's like i almost just wanted to go back and watch a movie and knit some more because it's very very like therapeutic and i'm mm-hmm. like and he also does it because he's got arthritis in his hands so mm-hmm. he's trying to get his keep his hands yep, use it or lose it you know so he's like okay well i need to do something so mm-hmm. yeah because he's changed jobs to one where he's not he's not using his hands as much no and at least with the army camo he can be sitting in the lunchroom knitting away if he so chooses yeah. and it's still manly exactly and his next he's decided that the next thing he wants to learn how to knit is a hat so okay. that's why because i was going to he he was doing the with the circular needle and he's like it's not a very it's a 16 inch circular needle that i started mm-hmm. him on i'm pretty evil and he's like this is like like it's getting in the way and i'm like well i can give you a pair of straight needles no mm-hmm. problem right like here they are and he's like he's looking he's like no i gotta learn how to do this on the straight on the these new needles because i want to do a hat next and i'm like okay <laughs> <laughs> and the problem starts yes he's gonna be sneaking into your stash You'll have that's to all, like build him his own. Well, that's okay. No, if he if he sneaks into my stash, I get to buy more. Okay, yeah, I'm too, I've solved this problem. Also, maybe now I'll need to bring two projects with me: one for me, one for him. <laughs> Just no. Now you need four. 
There we go. And two just in case for him. Yeah. Okay. And this is how, so. So this is how you increase your knitting productivity. You just like involve others, mm-hmm. and then that helps. Well, that's when I taught my daughter, warped up my loom for her to weave. She goes before we had selected yarn. She goes, I can go into your closet and pick anything <laughs> I want. And you're like, nope, no, <laughs> no, you can't. No, you can't. Yeah, I sh- I didn't let him pick the yarn. I just said, here's two balls of yarn that I have that you yeah. can now use. Good choice. Good choice. That's- so. I said, excuse me, to my daughter, I'm like, I'll pick out a couple things and you can pick which colors you like and whatever combination that you like. Because, yeah, all I know is she'd be picking up the cashmere or alpaca. I'm going to use this. And you're like, no. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. we'll just nip this in the bud. (laughs) Yeah, let's just not do that. (laughs) So that's awesome. I would love to teach my husband how to knit. It's never going to happen. No. No. Oh, well. Yeah. That's okay. That's okay. My daughter will soon grow up, and then I can go through my stash and make her her stash. Yes, and then except you can teach- for she can't have my Felici because if it is discontinued, oh no, it's all mine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You got to be stingy with that. Yeah, rations. But I would like to also say I was at Michael's a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. and uh, when I first started knitting, like basically all you could get at Michael's was worsted mm-hmm. and up, maybe mm-hmm. some sport. Or some fingering in, like, baby yarn. But other than that, or you could get, like, eyelash yarn and stuff. Yeah. But that that was it. But now they they carry lace weight. Hmm. And they carry some sock weight. Really? Yep. Yep. Not as, like, the selection's not as crazy variable as the stuff that you'll find in a local yarn shop. But it's still really good. Like, if you're just learning how to knit a pair of socks, mm-hmm. and you're afraid of using, like, a 30 dollar ball of yarn mm-hmm. which i understand you know you can go to michael's and get a pretty decent sock yarn and and good luck your color selection is so good now and you can get real wool it's not like yeah. oh you shop at michael's you're only gonna get acrylic yeah i know that you can get real wool because i made my husband and daughter a hat and felted my husband's hat yeah. and it now fits out my of, daughter out of real wool but <laughs> michael's real wool from michael's just a warning check yeah. labels so anyway i just wanted to say that so if you're thinking of starting one of these but you're like oh i can't use hand dyed 30 dollars skin of yarn mm-hmm. which you can and you're totally worth it absolutely but if you're still afraid why not go to michael's and baby blankets oh yeah oh Baby I'm just blankets. sitting here staring at Lex's baby blanket like, I going, could, I really got to start crocheting again. I could not afford to do this baby blanket out of, like, really nice hand-dyed wool. <laughs> that just, been... But acrylic, I'm telling you, acrylic is the, is the land of baby blankets. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I have zero fear giving this to her. And it's beautiful. I'll make them like a, I'll make the baby like a nice wool sweater, maybe. Oh, that's perfect. You know, like out of superwash, and then that's fine. You know, because, I mean, okay, it might get puked and pooped on, but who knows? But, like, mm-hmm. at least the blanket is going to last a lifetime, right? Exactly. So, yay. That's sweet. All right. Stuff I'm watching. Oh, no. We're listening to, listening on, the internet. to on the internet. So, last episode, you were talking about the things you didn't learn in history Stuff class. Stuff I missed in history class? Yeah. Yep. That, the history podcast. So, I checked it out after you left. And I was like, oh, this is really good. Mm-hmm. You know? And I kind of skipped around to the episodes that looked like I would be interested in. So, mm-hmm. Laura it's- Ingalls Wilder and a bunch of other things sort of <laughs> related to that. And I I was like, oh, this is really good. And then during one of the segments, they started talking about a podcast that they listened to. Mm-hmm. And it's called Sawbones. Okay. So I decided that I would 
check this one out too. Mm-hmm. So basically what it is, it's a, a podcast done by a, a lady who's a doctor and her husband. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's funny. It's really funny. And they talk about like weird, uh, gross, dumb things that people used to do in the name of medicine to okay. treat other people. Does it have an age warning on it? Is it listen no. with your kids in the car appropriate? Um, Small children? Teenagers would probably find it fascinating. Uh, yeah, like I would... I I don't... Yeah, I think it's fine. Okay. I have listened to a couple episodes and nothing's jumped out at me yet. Okay. So, I don't know. Maybe you want to take a listen without your kids first and then decide for yourself. Yeah. If you have older kids, like whatever, it's it'll be fine for mm-hmm. sure. And other people have different thresholds for their kids, right? Mm-hmm. But I would have no hesitation with what I've heard so far. And I haven't listened to, like, every episode. Yeah, so... So... I'm sure it would have an explicit rating yeah, if it no, was going to be a concern. It's, it's good. And, okay. um... Like, it's just weird stuff that they talk about. They talk about, like, left-handedness, because that used to be, like, a medical thing that okay. you had to treat. It was left-handedness. <laughs> left-handedness. I can say that's funny, because I, I and all my brothers and sisters are right-handed. Both my parents are left-handed. Yeah. Like it was, it, it was just less left-handedness is a disease, <laughs> and it must or be treated. It was a disease, anyways. <laughs> and they and there's like so every episode has a theme, okay, of whatever medical thing they're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. And so the husband's sort of like the comic relief, and then the wife does the well, you know, this is why we did this, blah blah blah. I don't, okay, you know, so it was really neat. Hmm. And did they ask? Obviously. He's not a doctor, so no. he's going to ask your standard questions that anybody's going to ask, yeah. right? It's not like a a really... He's like the listener. Okay, that that if somebody was talking about it, you'd actually want to ask those uh, yeah, questions. Yeah, it, really, it was really well done. I have to say, they were really funny. They sound like really nice people, and they mm-hmm. were funny, and I really liked it. Sawbones. Yeah. There lots of episodes. It's been around for a while. Uh, off the top of my head, I can't remember, but... I seem to remember there being decent amount of episodes. There wasn't okay. like two and I was done. Okay. Yeah. So. Kind of like Netflix, right? You find yeah. something that you love and it's, <laughs> oh, two seasons. Yeah. Well, mm. I've done that recently. So <laughs> let's just not talk about that. I might cry. <laughs> so Sawbones, you guys should probably go out and listen to it. Yeah. I'll put a link up on the blog. Okay. So that you can so listen to it. So in show notes or whatever? Yep. For okay. sure. For sure I will. This is all the podcast on you because this next one is YouTube. Got spinning. Well, that's because I was on vacation uh. in Mexico. So I had to do something. <laughs> if it was a podcast about sunburns, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah. If it was a podcast about sunburns, it would be all you and not me. Because <laughs> yeah. I don't have one. Because it's not sunny. Yeah. No, it's not. It's very cold and we're waiting for spring. Someday. Uh, well, I, no. Well, let's face it. Every year we think we're going to get spring. No, no. We go from winter, <sighs> then we have summer, then we have like... A week of fall. A week of fall, and then it's winter. And then it comes... Then fall comes back, and then it's winter, and then fall, <laughs> and then winter, and then winter stays. Yeah. And then we're like, oh, it's going to be spring. It's never spring. No. There is no spring. Yeah. It was uh, minus 15 I've, this morning I've without given up. the wind chill. I've given up on spring. I know. I'm ready for summer. Bring it on. <laughs> Bring it on the summer. Bring on the summer. Okay, so spinning. Okay, so I made the New Year's resolution that I was going to spin every week for an mm-hmm. hour. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nope. No. Nope. So I've been trying for the last couple of weeks, and I don't know what it is, but it I keep it keeps breaking. Like the yarn, the thread that I'm spinning mm-hmm. just keeps breaking. 
it's either overspun or it's underspun. And is it pulling it out of your hands at the same time that it's breaking? Because that to me sounds like too much tension. And that's what I thought too, right? Because that's yeah. sort of what's happening. I was like, oh, okay, you know, I've got my little scotch tension thing to whatever set yeah. too high, right? Okay, yeah. There's like I have it set where I like turn it like not even like an eighth of an inch, like just like a. Mm-hmm. That, that's not a unit of measurement. <laughs> As if you can see, Lex, she's physically turning the air. <laughs> you know, like if you're a mouse turning the little wheel, right? Like just a little bit. Just a squeak. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but, and I don't know. So I've, I've just decided I can't figure it out right now. And I was just getting so mad. Like I was getting mad oh, at the spinning. Like, which doesn't like, help. Mad. And then I was like swearing. <laughs> and it was just not good. Like you shouldn't be doing this to your, to like, it's just what you're supposed to do unwind. So I was just like, you know what? So I put it away. Have you it- checked your ratios? Did you write down your ratios as to what you were using? You, you might have it spinning too fast. So no matter what your tension is, you're adding way too much twist. It might be just spinning way too fast. It, it might. I don't know. It could be. I didn't think about that. No, I didn't write it down. I don't write anything down. <laughs> I always say you should write it down, but yeah. I never do it. Do as we say, people. Not as we do. <laughs> because I, that, I to know. me, would be the other thing. Like, if it's if it's spinning really fast and it's not ripping it out of your hands, then chances are your, your world is spinning too fast. Your ratio is going too fast. No, no. It's spinning and it's, like, coming out of my hands and okay. it's just gone. Hmm, and it's just not with yeah, be tension ticking me off. So I've just taken a break, and Take I'm just you know away. put it away, just leave it alone, do some other stuff, and I'll come back to it later. So mm-hmm. there's a New Year's resolution that's been broken, and it, and I'm okay with that. It doesn't need to be broken; it needs to be suspended. It is because I am like because what's the alternative? Is you're going to get almost you hate exactly. So I was just like, you know what? No, I'm done. Yeah, I'm done. So we were at Costco this weekend. They've brought out all their camp stuff because let's... Because it's spring. Yeah, in some areas of the world, it's spring. I guess northern hemisphere in the winter, or southern hemisphere, you're going into winter. But they had their camp chairs. And I was thinking to myself, because I would like to have a cup holder, and I know you can buy cup holders that you can put on your spinning wheel. Okay, yeah. But I'm not ready to make that level of commitment. Right. So I got the camping chairs that are the metal ones, kind of like the director's chairs that fold out. Do they have a little table beside yeah, them? Yeah, yeah. Drink holder. Yeah. I was like, this would be an awesome spinning chair because it's lightweight. I could fold it up and slide it behind the couch. Yep. Unfold it, bring it out, and then I could use it camping. Perfect. So I'll have to get back to you the guys chair on that of one. many uses. I know. So I'm going to try it out. Mind you, my recommendation isn't going to be the same as other people's because I am short. Ah, so your so mileage you're may short, vary. If you're short, check this out. Yeah, so because. I'm gonna give it a try because my spinning wheel has been looking at me, going, "I'm over here. You should use me." Yeah, my spinning <laughs> wheel has been doing that too, but it's also added a menacing laugh <laughs> after that. <laughs> yeah. I'm here. You should use me, sucker. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's yeah. <laughs> we'll have to do a spin-in day again. We will. And maybe I can see, like, oh, God, I'm no expert in spinning, but we might be able to see what's happening. Yeah. I don't know, man. Like, it's just, I've just, yeah, no. Oh. Nope. It's just on hold. But you get A for effort for trying, because seriously, I haven't touched my spinning wheel in weeks. Well, there you go. So you definitely get an A for effort. A for effort. Yay. <laughs> 
All right. So that's the end of us today. So please join us at our pot. At our Please blog. Please join us at our blog, knittingastory.wordpress.com. Facebook at Knitting a Story. And Ravelry at Knitting a Story Podcast. I'm Jen's account, J-E-N-N-S-A-C-C-O-U-N-T. And I'm Beloved of Bast, B-E-L-O-V-E-D-O-F-B-A-S-T. All right. Have a good week, guys. Bye.